Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Alternate Oscars. I am your host, Gabe Guarin, and with every episode, I, along with a special guest, will be celebrating and rewarding our favorite films of each year starting in 1928. We will discuss and celebrate, no, we will discuss our brief thoughts on each film we nominate and comment on the actual Oscar year and some fun details on the ceremony. A few rules we always follow. We will be strictly following the reminder list of eligible releases. Those can be found on the website and the Oscar goes too. The amount of categories will also grow over time as a sort of pie into the categories evolution. My guest today is going to be James Konovsky, host of the Out of Oscar podcast. James, welcome to this podcast. It's such an honor to have you on here. Um, oh, thank you, Gabe. You're very kind. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. I love 1950 film, and I'm really thrilled today to be here. Yes, and obviously we're going to be talking about the films of 1950 today. But before we get started... Um, I'd like to ask, um, I always ask this question starting out on this podcast um, to all my guests, what were your favorite films of from this year that weren't eligible for um, these awards this year? This can be any film that was released in 1950, but was not eligible for the 23rd ceremony. Um, good question. Maybe you go first. It might take me a second. Um, hmm. I know I have some that are not coming to mind right now. Yeah, it's interesting, but you've you've mentioned a good point about the whole eligibility hang um hangover because I mean I was surprised to see like the third man on this list, even though in my mind that's a nineteen forty nine film. Um, yeah. I would say something like Orpheus, uh, Jean Cocteau's Orpheus, which I don't know how that would have been honoured by the Academy. I guess it's a very abstract film. I guess there are a lot of just international features. La Ronde is another one by um, Max Orphils. I guess it's just that sort of weird eligibility release that discounts them from the year of 1950. So I would say those two come to mind. How about you? Do you have any? Um, I think those are the most obvious that stick out to me at mm. the immediate moment. I'd have to think about that. Oh, there's Rashomon. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was <clears> actually <throat> really surprised to, to, not, um, to not see that eligible yeah it was eligible like two years later and received a special award and i think in 1951 and a year later it was nominated for its production design Mm. uh do you know what's up with so when we look at films that were eligible for the ceremony that we're discussing why the rules of the game is here even though that film was at least released in France in 1939? I guess it was just screened in Los Angeles in 1950. That's just, that's funny to me. I don't know why it took so long. Yeah. It's it's kind of like Limelight being, taking 22 years to be screened Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles and become eligible. I know that had to do with uh, Charlie Chaplin being blacklisted and such, but yeah. Yeah, I know. But um, I guess without further ado, we can just jump right into our nomination process. So we'll just, we take turns, the guest and I take turns announcing our nominees, um, starting off with special effects, um, which is the last category, and ending with best picture. Um, the first category. Yeah. And again, we just take turns announcing our nominees with the guest going first. Okay. So we'll start with special effects. Um, This one was interesting, especially how the 1950s approached uh, visual effects. 
Destination Moon won, and I have that as my first nominee here, just because it has a very, what I would say, modern and contemporary perspective on what we count visual effects to be. It's a sci-fi film. Yes, sure, you can scrutinize it by today's technology, but it is still kind of like an impressive showcase of visual, of special effects. Um, maybe like, uh, I hate to use the word camp, but certainly a campy sci-fi film. And then my second nominee is Cinderella, which I don't think people would put here because it's an animated film. But I think animation in itself has an abundance of special effects. So those are my two nominees starting off. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, my nominees are American Gorilla in the Philippines, Annie Get Your Gun, Destination Moon, Samson and Delilah, and Treasure Island. Nice. So the Destination Moon crossover is still there. Yes. Mm -hmm. So next we have Best Film Editing. Okay. My nominees are Sunset Boulevard, The Third Man, Where the Sidewalk Ends, The Asphalt Jungle, and Gun Crazy. I have All About Eve, The Asphalt Jungle, Panic in the Streets, Sunset Boulevard, and The Third Man. Yeah, very interesting. It's sort of the category where film noir gets to flourish, at least in this year. Yeah, definitely. So next we have Best Makeup. All right, so I have Macbeth. Cyrano de Bergerac, Kind Hearts and Coronets, Annie Get Your Gun, and Samson and Delilah. What about you, Gabe? My nominees are Annie Get Your Gun, Cyrano de Bergerac, The Flame and the Arrow, Kind Hearts and Coronets, and Sunset Boulevard. All right, I love to see Kind Hearts and Coronets here. It's a trend that's going to continue, especially on my end. Yes. So next we have best costume design. Okay. All about Eve, Kind Hearts and Coronets, Warbash Avenue, The Toast of New Orleans, and That Foresight Woman. Got a mix of color and black and white there. Nice. Makes sense. So... My nominees are All About Eve, Born Yesterday, Kind Hearts and Coronets, The Rules of the Game, and Sunset Boulevard. It was a close one for Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I sort of um, jumped back to more overbloated designs, but yeah, I do love all the outfits in those films that you've mentioned. Yeah. So next we have best color cinematography. All right, this is an interesting one because I definitely prefer the black and white and I think we're still in that era where black and white cinematography is a little bit more elaborate. But my color cinematography nom nominees are King Solomon's Mines, Samson and Delilah, Destination Moon, the Toast of New Orleans, and Broken Arrow. Nice. A good selection of nominees. Especially considering um, it wasn't exactly a great field of pickings for this era of Technicolor. Yeah. I'm, there are definitely some that stand out more and you sort of have you know, your musicals and your westerns and even the sci-fi films that prioritize Technicolor. But yeah, like I mentioned before, the black and white is where like there's a yeah. wealthy crop of selection. So what about your nominees? My nominees are Andy Get Your Gun, Broken Arrow, Cheaper by the Dozen, Summer Stock, and Treasure Island. Cool. Yeah, no, a bit of crossover there. 
Should we move on to black and white cinematography? Yes. All right. So we've got The Third Man, Sunset Boulevard, Night in the City, The Asphalt Jungle, and Woman on the Run. Nice. So my nominees are In a Lonely Place, Kind Hearts and Coronets, Sunset Boulevard, The Third Man, and Young Man with a Horn. Oh, really interesting. Um, yeah, we've got a bit of crossover there, but I love to see, you know, new films in that, in that selection there. Again, similar to film editing, I thought that cinematography was a chance for the film noirs from this year to get a shot and woman on the run in particular has this final sequence in a carnival and just the technicals of shooting when you've got hundreds of led lights pointed your way um or tungsten lights is a feat in itself so i had to give that one a shout out yeah definitely so next we have Best Art Direction Set Decoration. Okay, so I have Sunset Boulevard, Kind Hearts and Coronets, All About Eve, Macbeth, and Wabash Avenue. Nice. I have All About Eve, Harvey, Kind Hearts and Coronets, Summerstock, and Sunset Boulevard. Cool. Yeah. So next we have Best Sound Recording. All right, so my nominees are Cinderella, Sunset Boulevard, The Third Man, The Asphalt Jungle, and my final nominee is Caged. Nice. So my nominees are All About Eve, The Breaking Point, Cinderella, The Furies, and Winchester 73. Cool. So you uh, went from a more Western angle there, whereas yeah. I my, once again prioritized film noir. Uh, no, I really like that crop of nominees, and I had to shout out Cinderella. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Can't miss that. So next we have Best Original Song. Okay, so I had a hard time filling this one out. It was maybe one that I would have gone with Cinderella songs, but I didn't want to, like, fill the slate with that. What are your nominees for this one? So next we have... Oh, sorry. Um, my nominees are Mona Lisa from Captain Carey USA, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo from Cinderella, A Dream is What Your Heart A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella, Love is Lyrical from Stage Fright, and You Wonderful You from Summer Stock. Oh, I love the Stage Fright nomination. That completely went over my head, but yeah, great choice there. So next we have Best Original Score. Okay, my nominees are Sunset Boulevard, All About Eve, Stage Fright, The Asphalt Jungle, and The Third Man. Nice. Um, my nominees are All About Eve, The Asphalt Jungle, Caged, Sunset Boulevard, and The Third Man. Yeah, classic scores on that list, especially The Third Man's. So next we have Best Cartoon Short Film. Oh, were we doing the, the shorts? Sorry, I'm um, violating the podcast guidelines. Uh, I just watched... Um, I just... I only had the opportunity to watch the nominees, so... Okay. Um, I'm assuming you don't have any. Um, do you have an, uh, Do you have nominees yourself? 
not for the sh shorts. I did have a look. I think there was like a documentary. One was also the winner for the live action short, if I'm correct. But I didn't have the opportunity to watch those. No worries. Um, yeah, um, I just watched the nominees, so we can skip that one. All right. Did you want to still speak a little bit more about what, what you liked from them? Um, I suppose so. Um, uh, I guess I can't say too much about them, but they're generally cute and cleverly animated. I like the use of sound effects and Joel McBoing-Boing and Jerry's cousin was really funny and clever and then Trouble and Devity was a decent play on the iconic title. Mm -hmm. Is it sort of Disney dominated as it would have been in that era? Um, well, Trouble and Devity is a Mr. Magoo short and Jerry's cousin is, um, is another um, Tom and Jerry short and then um, Gerald McBoing Boing is actually a Dr. Seuss, is from a Dr. Seuss story, and I believe it's a Canadian production, if I'm not wrong. Right, very interesting. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so no Disney. Hmm. So, I guess moving on, we have Best Foreign Film, or um, as we're going to call it now going forward, should have corrected that. Best international film. Yes. Yeah, so, again, it was sort of hard to find accessible international features that were eligible in this year. The Wars of Malapaga, which won, is a very interesting film. And I guess I would nominate that, nominate that alongside The Rules of the Game, which, as I mentioned earlier, I was surprised at its nomination. Yeah. Um, so my nominees, I'm picking movies that were released in 1950. So going by that criteria, I went with Laurent mm -hmm. from France, Rashomon from Japan, and Variety Lights from Italy. Cool. Very interesting. Yeah. So next we have Best Adapted Screenplay. All right. I love this category. We have All About Eve, The Asphalt Jungle, Born Yesterday, In a Lonely Place, and Kind Hearts and Coronets. Nice. So my nominees are All About Eve, The Asphalt Jungle, Born Yesterday, Harvey, and Kind Hearts and Coronets. Oh, I'm interested by the Harvey nomination. Yeah, no, that's still a fantastic script and definitely riches to pick from in the adapted screenplay category. We have a lot of wonderful adaptations this year, even if they're just based on you know short stories or journal clippings so yeah really interesting stuff what about original should we dive into that yes let's do that all right so my nominees for original screenplay are adam's rib bitter rice stromboli sunset boulevard and the third man an opportunity there to spotlight non-English screenplay. Nice. So my nominees are Adam's Rib, Panic in the Streets, The Rules of the Game, Sunset Boulevard, and The Third Man. Great, yeah. Ample room for Sunset Boulevard and The Third Man to fit in there both wonderfully crafted stories. Are we in the acting territory now? This is where yes, get starting with really supporting actress. 
All right, lovely. So my nominees are Thelma Ritter, All About Eve, Celeste Holm, All About Eve, Josephine Hull, Harvey, Joan Greenwood in Kind Hearts and Coronets, and Marlena Dietrich in Stage Fright. Nice. So my nominees are Judy Holiday and Alice Rip, Celeste Holm and All About Eve, Thelma Ritter and All About Eve, Agnes Moorhead and Cage, and Josephine Hall and Harvey. Oh, Agnes Moorhead is brilliant in Caged. Um, totally can get behind that nomination. So my supporting actor nominees are Eric von Stryheim, Storyheim, Sunset Boulevard, Orson Welles, The Third Man, George Sanders, All About Eve, Louis Calhoun in The Asphalt Jungle, and Arthur Kennedy in The Glass Menagerie. Nice. Um, my nominees are George Sanders in All About Eve, Sam Jaff in The Asphalt Jungle, Alec Guinness in Kind Hearts and Coronets, Eric Von Stroheim in, the Sunset, in Sunset Boulevard, and Orson Welles in The Third Man. Great. I love that we both chose Orson Welles. I know it is a short-lived screen performance, but his legacy has lived on decades after, and I think that is a point that you can't ignore. Interesting that you chose Sam Jaff instead of Louis Calhoun. I prefer Calhoun's performance, but they're both wonderful. And Ali Guinness will come up again for me, but in a different category. I know people would have conflicting ideas on which category placement would best suit him and the motley of characters that he plays, but yeah. Yeah, I put Guinness in supporting because for me, he never... He's never his point of view is never like the center of a film, even though he plays multiple characters. He's always playing a supporting character. Mm, yeah, I, I was I definitely struggled struggled a bit with that. It would be interesting to see how today's academy would receive a performance like that. I mean, you know, they would probably resort to supporting actor. Yeah. Yeah. So next we have um the one category we all are invested in, leading yeah. actress. It's funny. My best actress, you know, it's a very famous year for leading actress at the Oscars. And I didn't change too much, but my nominees are Gloria Swanson, Sunset Boulevard, Betty Davis in All About Eve, Catherine Hepburn in Adam's Rib, Judy Holiday in Born Yesterday, and Eleanor Parker in Caged. So as much as I love All About Eve, I have removed Anne Baxter from the mix. How are your nominees? <sighs> the same or different? My nominees are Anne Baxter in All About Eve, Betty Davis in All About Eve, Judy Holiday in Born Yesterday, Eleanor Parker in Caged, and Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard. So... I have the same five. Yeah. 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 Nice. I mean, it's a very good selection of nominees. So and I totally get it. I did consider some others, but I just couldn't see myself removing any of the actual five. Yeah. I mean, I considered Ingrid Bergman in Stromboli, but yeah. the dubbing was a distraction. So it was hard to get invested in that performance. I think Catherine Hepburn is a very fair pick, but you know, a lot of there she has her dissenters who might say that she's playing the same character or whatever. But I think it's a very controlled performance and one that is very commanding and follows the script very well. So I had to include that. Yeah, she has a thing, and she's just so good at it. Exactly, she's she's mastered a craft, and you can't pin that against her. So next we have Best Leading Actor. Okay, so my nominees are Dennis Price in Kind Hearts and Coronets, Alec Guinness in Kind Hearts and Coronets, 
Richard Weidmark in Night in the City, James Stewart in Harvey. And this takes on a sadder resonance now when I wrote this list in late December, but Sidney Poitier in No Way Out is my final nominee. So my nominees are Louis Calhoun in The Asphalt Jungle, Jose Ferrer in Cyrano Bergerac, James Stewart in Harvey, Richard Wickmark in Night in the City, and William Holden in Sunset Boulevard. Interesting. Um, I really do like Bill Holden in Sunset Boulevard. You might have noticed that I took Nancy Olsen out of the mix and supporting actress. As did I. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting performance. I think Gloria Swanson is the scene stealer and ultimately steals the entire show. So it's hard to judge the scenes that they're in together. I think he's playing it very straight and it is a, you know, he does what, ne what needs to be done, but yeah, I don't know. I think there were other performances that struck to me. And I love that we both clicked um, Richard Widmark and Night in the City. I think that's a fantastic performance and I'm surprised the Academy went for someone like Spencer Tracy instead. I mean, I totally get that, but. So next we have Best Director. Okay, so my nominees for Best Directing are Joseph L. Mankiewicz for All About Eve, John Houston for The Asphalt Jungle, Robert Hamer, for Kind Hearts and Coronets, Billy Wilder for Sunset Boulevard, and Carol Reed for The Third Man. Nice. So my nominees are Joseph L. Mankiewicz for All About Eve, John Houston for The Asphalt Jungle, Henry Coaster for Harvey, Billy Wilder for Sunset Boulevard, and Carol Reed for The Third Man. Yeah, and they're all directing incredible films, and it's hard to ignore the talent behind the camera in that case. Yeah, a fantastic uh, selection that we've both picked. All right, the big one's next. Best Picture. Okay, my nominees for Best Picture of 1950 are All About Eve, The Asphalt Jungle, Kind Hearts and Coronets, Sunset Boulevard, and The Third Man. Very nice. Good selections. So my nominees are All About Eve, The Asphalt Jungle, Kind Hearts and Coronets, Sunset Boulevard, and The Third Man. We're five for five. Yeah. It's hard to ignore those films on a, on a wider sense of Oscar fame. So, yeah, I think we've chosen some pretty good picks. I was surprised you didn't go for Harvey, though. Yeah, that was probably six. Hmm. And I also forgot to mention, I did put Louis Calhoun in lead. Yeah, I noticed that. It, it makes sense. He definitely has more, more screen time. Um, yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah. So now it is time to announce our winners. Starting back at Best Special Effects. And as usual, we take our turns, each category announcing our winners with the guest going first until we get to the last category. Okay. For Best Special Effects, my winner is the Academy's winner, and that's Destination Moon. What about you? My winner is Treasure Island. Cool. For film editing, my winner is The Third Man. And my winner is All About Eve. Oh, interesting. Uh, for cost makeup, was it next? Um, yeah. Okay, for makeup and hairstyling, you know, we'll just add that in there. My... Winner is Macbeth. And my winner is Kind Hearts and Coronets. 
great. Yeah, there's definitely a level of transform transformation there, especially with Alec Guinness's characters. Totally can get behind that win. And next we have best costume design. And my winner is the lovely wardrobe that is in almost every shot of Kind Hearts and Coronets. And, uh, yeah, definitely. And my winner is All About Eve. Great. Yeah, Edith Head. You can't go wrong. Yeah. So my winner for cinematography colour is I went with the Western and it's Broken Arrow. Uh, I went with the musical. I mm -hmm. give colour cinematography to Summerstock. Interesting, yes. About a widescreen film, if I'm correct, like Broken Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. And for black and white cinematography, this was a this was a hard one, but I ultimately went with the third man. Nice. And I also go with the third man. I mean, it's it's iconic. The famous tunnel shot, the shadows, the Dutch angles. It's beguiling. It's incredibly shot. But all of my nominees I love on an aesthetic level as well. Yeah, definitely. Nice. So art direction, yeah. You go first. Okay, great. Um, my winner for art direction is Sunset Boulevard. I mean, I just absolutely adore the mansion in that film. So, I And my that. winner is also Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, great. And then you've also got the studio, which, if I'm correct, was an actual studio, but the way everything's dressed is very informative to where the characters are at, where the film is going. It's, it's great. Yeah, definitely. So next we have best sound recording. All right. So I had great film noirs to pick from, but ultimately I went for Cinderella, a film that is grounded in sound because, you know, it's naturally animation. So I went with Cinderella, yeah. Definitely. Um, so I went with All About Eve. That's interesting, yeah, because I did admit that in my nomination process. Is there anything about the sound work in that film that... Oh, just overlapping dialogue. Um, right, yeah, for sure. So we're best score, or did you want to mention your best original song? Original song. Winner? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, you go first. Well, I didn't do a set of nominees, but I would definitely choose <laughs> Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo from Cinderella. I think that's a uh, fantastic song. Yeah. And I go with A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, also from Cinderella. Yeah. I think it, what's the, the limit now is like you can't have more than three three nominees from the same movie or did they change that after like dream girls and enchanted yeah i think so mm, yeah so we've got best score next which is very exciting we've got an amazing eclectic group of composers here who in turn have made some legendary scores but i just had to go with sunset boulevard by franz waxman i mean the final notes of that movie are ingrained in my head and my love for cinema. So, yeah, it's between him and Anton Karras for The Third Man, but ultimately I went with Sunset Boulevard. And I ultimately went with All About Eve. Great, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to diss an All About Eve win. <laughs> and Alfred Newman... Fantastic composer. Yeah. 
or adapted screenplay, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, wait, before that, um, I guess I should just announce my international film winner being Rashomon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rashomon. It's a great, it's a great pick. Um, fantastic film and Kurosawa would. Yes. Yeah, he's just, he's a genius. So next we have adapted screenplay. I just had to go with my heart and my brain. And that was all about Eve. I mean, I don't think I need to announce it for people. It has one of some of the best dialogue in film. And on top of that has a wonderfully full circle show business story to boot. So I absolutely adore all about Eve. And I think that comes from the screenplay. Definitely. So I also go with all about Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my original screenplay winner is Sunset Boulevard. Again, a wonderfully quotable film and a great par- parable for show business. I have a feeling that you, that you also went with Sunset Boulevard. And yes, I also went with Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, it's great. So next we have Supporting Actress. Okay, so I went with the Academy's winner, who I think delivers one of the best Supporting Actress wins of all time, and that's Josephine Hull in Harvey. And from the actual nominees... um, Josephine Hall was my winner, but I had to give it to Judy Holiday in Adam's Rib. Yeah, it, it is a strong performance, and I think certainly helped her get on the map, at least in film history. Yeah. She had the dual releases, you know, with well, Adam's Rib, I guess, was a 1949 film, if I'm correct, but um, she was about to, you know, win an Oscar for Born Yesterday, and it's a it's a great performance. And I think the All About Eve supporting players, especially the supporting actresses, split my vote. I'm torn between Thelma Ritter and Celeste Holm. I guess I would uh, gravitate towards Holm just because she has more of a fully realized arc. But then I really do like Thelma Ritter's fleeting comedic moments in that film. Yeah, definitely. So next we have supporting actor. And this will surprise no one. Um, My winner is George Sanders in All About Eve. Like Hull is for supporting actress winners. I think George Sanders might give the best supporting actor win of all time. Um, Definitely top five. So, So yeah, I'm going with George Sanders a wonderful point of view and perspective throughout a good portion of that film and very entertaining and very easy to listen to. Absolutely. So my winner is also George Sanders and all about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, great. Um, do you have a runner up? Cause I feel like that could be interesting. Um, I guess Orson Walls. Yeah, cool. I would go with Eric von Stroheim from Sunset Boulevard. But yeah, that's also a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's him and like Swanson just steal the show with their theatrical behavior and their almost delusion. So he's a very integral part to that film. And I think why maybe I have a hard time embracing. Nancy Olsen and Bill Holden's performance just because they play it like real people. So we're moving on to best actress, right? Which is very contentious. Um, I have a bit yeah. to say about this, about this one. I, in the last year I have rewatched caged born yesterday, all about Eve and sunset Boulevard. So I have what I would say is a fresh perspective on this. Not for the first time, they all rewatched this, but it was, it's interesting how my perspective over time has changed. 
if you'd asked me two years ago, I would have gone with Gloria Swanson. Um, today, I'm choosing the Academy's winner, and that's Judy Holiday, a performance that grows on me with rewatches, whereas the others, though I can still appreciate, have sort of mellowed out. Yeah. Um, so my winner is Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard. And I'm, and I'm sure plenty of people agree with you. Yeah. So next we have Best Leading Actor. Okay, so my winner is Alec Guinness. But if you consider him a supporting player, my winner in this category would be Jimmy Stewart for Harvey. That's a great choice. It's a really um, tricky performance because he has to ground that film, mm-hmm. but also commit to playing, um, commit to playing Elwood as presented. Yeah, exactly. And he is acting against an illusion, and sure, actors have to do that nowadays with CGI, but when the when Elwood is so such a like a mentally driven character and then you have to really tap into his mind, it's not an easy feat. And he plays it with such compassion. And it's a side of James Stewart that you know he's there, but you don't always see in his films. And I just really admire the work that he does here. Yeah. <clears throat> so next we have, oh, wait. First, my winner is William mm-hmm. Holden in Sunset Boulevard. Great, yeah. Um, for best director, I went with Joseph L. Mankiewicz for All A Bad Eve. Nice. And I also had to go with Joe Mankiewicz for All About Eve. Yeah. It's, it's sort of where the Sunset Boulevard All About Eve rivalry comes to a head. Um, I could totally understand people who go for Billy Wilder instead, but ultimately, as we'll soon discover, All About Eve is has a slight um, advantage, at least in my heart, over Sunset Boulevard. So my best picture for 1950 is the Academy's winner, the number one best picture winner in my opinion and that's all about eve and i have to co-sign you and say that all about eve is my favorite movie of 1950 yeah um and all about eve and sunset boulevard are like both top five films for me and it's so hard to settle on one but i think all about eve um, maybe has more of like a cathartic moment than Sunset Boulevard and the way it sort of settles with, with you after viewing um, definitely stands the test of time. And yeah, all about Eve. That's my, that's my winner. But I still gave Sunset Boulevard a win in adapted uh, original screenplay and score and art direction. So, you know. Nice. So, uh, so typically we kind of discuss the real best picture winner uh, after we've announced all our winners. But since we agree with the Academy for once, mm-hmm. I don't think there's really anything more we could. Do you add. do you have um, any reasons why All About Eve sticks out to you, or perhaps why you prefer? even slightly over Sunset Boulevard? I guess what makes All About You so special is just... It's almost hard to describe without just writing it down in advance. Okay. But I think uh, the characters yeah. feel so real, even in this heightened setting. Mm. And the dialogue just snaps so well. And I, I agree with this in a similar sense. It just feels like such a film. Um, you've got a wonderful 
cast of characters, iconic characters um, played by iconic people. Um, it gave us Betty Davis in almost her most Davis setting. Uh, George Sanders can deliver, like he can read a phone book and make it sound charming. He's just such a thespian and it's so great that he's playing a theatrical critic. Um, it's the screenplay, it's the the arcs that everyone gets and it just tells such a wonderfully fully fledged story about just like the biting nature and the backstabbing that goes on in show business but also in like a very digestible and approachable manner. Definitely. I think we got a question, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, let me just pull it up. Um, so just this one, I believe, um, from Emily Plakowski Malik. In your opinion, what is the best two seconds of 1950 film-wise? Okay, so the best is... two... Yeah, you go ahead, you go. Um, okay, I'll just, I think it's kind of tough, but um, I guess I'd have to go with Betty Davis saying fasten your seatbelts is going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah, good, good choice. Um, my favorite two seconds in 1950 film would have to be the final, like the final shot in Sunset Boulevard, right after Gloria Swanson has delivered. Um, I'm ready for my close-up and she's walking towards the camera with these flourishing hands and you can just see the delusion painted on her face and this hyper craziness that she's drawn herself into. But I also, well, I love it for the swelling orchestra as well. And I think that's why I awarded Franz Waxman with my original school win but I also just love the look, the painted look on the reporters in their room. They are so, not concerned, but just so aghast by what's happening in front of them. And they just, they're standing still. They can hardly bring themselves to move and they can't altercate or interact with her because she's about to be arrested with it, we assume. But it's such a wonderful moment and I was really lucky to watch Sunset Boulevard in a 4K restoration um, before the pandemic, well, like a few years ago. And I was sitting on the balcony in my cinema and when Gloria Swanson deli delivered that line and felt like, you know, outreached her arm to the people out there in the dark, she was almost looking directly at me. And it was a surreal moment that has stuck with me and made me love the film even more. So yeah, just that final shot in Sunset Boulevard and pick any two seconds from it. That's probably my, the thing that stands out the most about 1950 film for me. Yes, I'd have to agree with that. Um, so yeah, um, I guess, do you have any final thoughts on like 250 as a whole? Um, oh, a really strong year of film. I think it's um, maybe underrated in terms of modern perspective. When we look at the best years of film, a lot of people tend to uh, mention 1939, 1999, especially so far as Hollywood goes. But I would say we got a really strong year of film. I would have loved to have seen... Um, all About Eve and Sunset Boulevard come out in different years. So we could have seen how they, you know, competed not alongside each other. But even then, having the competition this year has given us such an exciting Oscar race. So I can't discredit that. Yeah, I'd have to agree. So, um, James, um, thank you for agreeing to appear on this podcast. It was such a good time talking with you about all these films. Yeah, and thanks for having me for one of my favorite years in film and 
a great chance to discuss two of my personal favorites. See ya. Thanks again. Yeah. Um, so, um, could you tell us more about your podcast? Sure. So, my podcast is the Out of Oscar podcast. You can find it on Twitter at Out of Oscar Pod. You can also find me where you listen to your podcast, so Spotify, Apple, Anchor, whichever one it may be. On Out of Oscar, we discuss, myself and a guest discuss, films that sort of fared well during award season, so they were nominated along the way and then ultimately, ultimately missed out on a nomination in whatever category it might be. So this year we're exclusively focusing on the films that missed out on Best Picture nominations, despite uh, healthy runs throughout the season. Um, for reference, I think 1950 was The Asphalt Jungle. That was the film that was, quote-unquote, sixth place. So, yeah, um, fortnightly release. And, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Nice. So... You can find this podcast on Twitter at Oscars. Um, of course, I'm talking about the Oscars podcast. Um, you can there's it also has a Patreon page. Um, the link in the description, and you can find me on Twitter at Gabe the Joker, on Letterboxd at Mr. Hulo, on Instagram at my name Gabe Gorn. And I also write reviews for Keith Loves Movies, so be sure to check out um, my reviews as well as that of my colleagues. And beyond that, be sure to rate and review this podcast for visibility's sake and subscribe to whatever server you use. And until the next episode, sit back and relax, cheers and enjoy, and thank you for listening to the Alternate Oscars.